What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show and the Full Court Press Basketball Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page, the Mitch Davis Show. Also, the Instagram page, you can follow that too by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. You can also head on over to the website by typing in the Mitch Davis Show dot um, got a very, very awesome podcast interview today. We're going to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend of TiderInsider.com, Mr. Rodney Orr. Tell you what, this guy, there is no introduction if you're an Alabama fan and you don't know who Rodney Orr is. I tell you what, this guy is the best. He's the founder of TiderInsider.com. He's the host of award-winning Tider Insider t- TV and he's now entering his 21st season with WVUA23 there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. TiderInsider.com has been around for 25 years. This is their 25th anniversary. I'll tell you what, what a way to start off their 25th anniversary with a national championship game with the Ohio State University Buckeyes. He joins the show today. We preview the upcoming national championship game between Ohio State and Alabama. Very, very fun and exciting matchup coming your way Monday night with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Countdown to kickoff will be coming your way at 5.30 for your drive home. I cannot wait for this matchup, baby. One more game, one more successful college football seasons in the book. At this time, I would like to welcome Rodney Orr to the podcast to talk all things Alabama football and to give us an excellent preview of the National Championship 2021 National Championship College Football Game. Man, I tell you what, this is going to be an exciting interview and an exciting game coming your way on Monday night. Okay, here we go. I am joined now by Rodney Orr from TiderInsider.com, the man, the myth, the legend of Alabama football coverage. How are you doing today, Rodney? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited about uh, this college football uh, championship game. Talk about this matchup and what do you expect out of it early on? And what, yes, sir. What do you expect out of that game? Well, uh, I wish I could tell you. Um, and the reason is, I don't know, given all that we're hearing right now, exactly who might be out for Ohio State. Sounds like they could at least have two prominent defensive linemen miss the game, uh, reportedly, for COVID issues, uh, and could have more players. Uh, there are some indications that up to 20 players possibly could be impacted by positive tests for Ohio State. Now, I don't know who those players are other than uh, I, I do hear that they have two prominent defensive linemen who tested positive. So... With that said, I mean, that certainly could impact the game. Um, you know, but really, Mitch, you know, when I looked at this game on Tuesday night on our statewide TV show, Tider Insider TV, I just went under the assumption that both teams would be ready to go. That's really all you can do, uh, you know, with what they played with in the, in the last game. So we'll see what happens there. Also, don't know, uh, you know, Justin Fields' exact status. But with that said, I mean, I just think it's going it, to – it's a game where you've got two teams extremely potent offensively with great talent, great receivers, quarterbacks that can deliver the ball, 
uh, you know, good offensive line, uh, top-notch running backs. Uh, so this is a game that the defenses are really – maybe it's the defense that can get three or four stops that can win the game. You know, maybe that's the difference in the game. Uh, you know, we'll see. One of the big storylines I'm watching out for, I know a lot of people are watching out for, is Jalen Waddle. Will Waddle be playing in this game? I know he's been practicing. We saw him in a video at the SEC Championship dancing around with his teammates. Have you heard anything on his status for the game? Well, uh, here's another thing. Practices are closed down here, obviously. We have been all season. Normally we get a, a viewing period, and it's not very long. It's a very brief one. But at least you could get an opportunity to see the players, see how they're moving around and that type of thing, and we don't have that now. So uh, you really just almost go on what you're almost hearsay, uh, the feedback that you get. And right now, I, I know that Waddle practiced a couple of days ago, three days ago. I was told that he was limited the next day. I'm not really sure what happened yesterday. But it's not unusual for a player coming back after a lengthy injury to practice and then slack a little bit, you know, have have some recovery time, extra recovery time. So I don't know if it's an indication of maybe not going to play or play a role uh, or what exactly it means. Uh, so to answer your question, I think it's still a mystery. Yeah. Uh, talking about this offense, talk about Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman, Heisman Trophy winner, if not probably the best wide receiver in my lifetime that's played at the University of Alabama. Talk about him and his impact for the team. Uh, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> he's the man. I mean, Devontae has been incredible since he got here. You know, he, what a career he's had, second 26. Hey, by the way, that was three years ago today, Mitch. Second <laughs> and 26. That, that, that does not seem like that three years ago today. That, that tells you how fast that time flies. Incredible. Yeah, it was three years ago today that, uh, delivered that uh, strike to Devontae Smith, the, some people call the greatest throw and play in the history of college football to beat Georgia National Championship, as you know. So, uh, what a career he's had. He started basically, you know, that was his true freshman year, so he started with that play, and, and he just kind of built his legend from there. Uh, but he's a really humble guy, and he's a great leader. He came back his senior year because he he had to get bigger and stronger and, and improve a little bit, and he did. He has. Uh, I think that uh, the new strength conditioning program, speed training, development that they have here really helped him out over the offseason. He's a little bit quicker, a little faster, uh, and can, can get a little more explosive uh, with his first step. So uh, he's improved himself, and he's just a great leader for this team in a lot of different ways. Staying on the offensive side of things, talk about Najee Harris. I know I talked to you in the pre uh, preseason about Najee Harris' development, how he's going to be such an instrumental role for this team, and he really has been the the catalyst for this offense that really opens up the passing game for Mac Jones and Devontae Smith, but also the running game as well. Talk about Najee a little bit. Well, he's a guy that's really mature. Uh, you could look back to his freshman year; he came in with the same class. Ruggs, Judy, uh, Devontae Smith, Tua, Mac Jones, Alex Leatherwood, um, 
all of those guys, Jedrick Wills now in the NFL, you can name a lot of them. Um, you know, Dylan Moses. So many guys in that class. What a great a class they had. Uh, but you look at that, and, and Najee came in as a, a five-star player who had a lot of hullabaloo, as you know. Um, and, and he was not really – in that National Championship game, we talked about their freshman year. That was his best game. He had a yeah, – I think he was Bama's leading rusher in that game, had a nice run, about 35, 30, 40 yards. Um, and, and he really, after that, didn't get the kind of carries I think he wanted. I think there's been some times that Najee's been frustrated in the past, you know, when he was a younger player. But he stuck it out and allowed, uh, allowed himself to be developed. Uh, and, and I think that it really helped him out. You started seeing that last year, about midway through the year, a little, little sooner maybe. Uh, I would tell you the, the play that I really think jump-started Najee Harris, if you remember this. It was in the South Carolina game at South Carolina last year when he caught that little short pass on fourth down. And he hurdled the, uh, the one guy. That was the first time that we really, that hurdle really came to to the forefront, I think. But he hurdled that guy, and then he ran over two or three others down the sideline for a touchdown. And I think after that, Najee really started to take off as a player, all-around player. And, you know, he finished really strong last year, over 1,200 yards rushing. And I don't think, Mitch, to be honest with you, I remember when all the talk was going on last year, because it's a big time for us after the season to start following who is going to stay. Yeah. who is going to declare early. And Najee, I thought, everyone thought he was probably gone. Yeah. And then you started hearing whispers, wait a minute, you know, Najee may be coming back. And, uh, so he came back and he's had an incredible year. What an impact he's had. But not only running the ball, but now more so as a receiver, he's kind of expanded his role. You know, Sarkeesian has used him as a receiver. And I think this has been something Now, looking ahead to the national championship game, we're going to stay with the offense for one more question, number jump defense. Uh, talk about Sarkeesian. He just took the University of Texas job. Will he be coaching the national championship game? And also, who are you hearing will be the replacement for Sark? Well, first of all, yes, he will be coaching the national championship game. And I know that Alabama fans Let me 
tell you why, Mitch. First of all, he's very appreciative of, of the opportunities that he's had here that Nick Saban provided him when he was a guy that was unemployed, didn't have a job in 2016, came in, brought him in as an analyst, bumped him up to offensive coordinator. He got the Atlanta Falcons job. Then as soon as that job, he got fired from there or released. Uh, you know, Nick hired him right back. And look what's happened now. Now he's going to collect $34 million out of Austin. So he's got a lot of appreciation for that, Nick. But also, I mean, uh, Mitch, but also for the players. You know, he's got great relationships with these players. He's a competitor, and he wants to play well and finish well. But also for the players. Uh, I think that's a big thing. Now, the final thing would be this. The winning a national championship, finishing it off with a with a you know great game, that's certainly going to be helpful to him initially going out to Texas. I mean, you know, recruiting. Uh, this is a this is kind of a, a platform or showcase for him to kind of uh, you know show himself to a lot of these prospects, uh, young prospects in the state of Texas, to the Texas fan base, all of those things. He can generate a positive a buzz so to speak, I think, if, if um, you know, they finish strong. Has there been any word of who possibly could replace him? Well, there's been a lot of talk. Um, you know, there's, uh, I guess, last weekend, there's Bill O'Brien. You know, you're familiar with him. Former assistant under Belichick at New England. Called the plays there for a while, I think. <clears throat> Went to Penn State. Did a really good job there in that mess that he inherited after Joe Paterno. And then... Uh, you know, was with the Texans for a while. So he's a guy that I think was in town recently. Now, he's visited before. So let's be clear. Just because he visited does not mean that he's going to be the next guy. But uh, there's a lot of buzz about him. And I think he stayed in town. And I don't know if he's still here. But I understand he stayed at least a few days. Uh, Adam Gase's name has come up. Uh, the, the coach just released by the Jets. He has a background with Nick Saban at Michigan State, I think, and then also at LSU. Uh, I know he's widely respected. Those are the two names that have come up the most, but, but hey, Mitch, the way, the way Nick Saban handles it, you really won't know anything till probably four or five days after the championship game, maybe even a week. Yeah. i got two more questions for you. This next question before we get into the three keys to an Alabama victory. Talk about the Nick Saban legacy. A lot of people have talked about this possibly could be his last run as an Alabama coach. Have you heard the same thing? Or, you know, when he does step down, who will be that replacement? Yeah, uh, Mitch, I, I know they're throwing that out there. Uh, but that's not, I don't think that's Yeah. So I don't I don't 
I don't see that at all. And as far as the future, too hard to predict. I mean, I you know, again, if, if saving coaches three more years, five more years, whatever it is, uh, it's just difficult to predict what, what that could bring in terms of a replacement. I will say this before we get into the three keys for an Alabama victory. I have heard around the grapevine, if Lane Kiffin does prove himself at Ole Miss, that he would probably be one of those forefront guys to uh, possibly replace Nick Saban. Well, I'm going to tell you this, man. Uh, to be frank with you, that would shock you. Uh, I, I don't believe that. Uh, I think Lane may end up at another school, a bigger school, or a more prominent school. You know, not that Ole Miss isn't a good job, but, you know, he may end up at another top program at some point. I would be surprised if he would be a guy that would be – his name, would his name come up? Yes, probably. But would he be a legitimate candidate? I'm going to say probably not. Yeah. And, and, and I and I kind of would hope for that because I, I like him at Ole Miss because it's fun to cover him from my perspective. Uh, last question I have for you is what are the three keys for an Alabama victory? Because everybody is talking about Justin Fields being hurt and everybody's talking about, you know, Devontae Smith winning the Heisman. What are the three keys, things that Alabama has to do to get a victory of Ohio State? Well, I think I'm going to start with number one. Is I think the Alabama offensive line, Landon Dickerson now, they, they were good against Notre Dame. I don't think they had their best game. Um, Although I do think they became a little predictable offensively. I I don't want to say they necessarily shut things down, but I don't think they offensively, I don't think that they really were showing a lot after they got up and had the lead. Uh, but, but I would say protecting Mac Jones uh, as far as the, you know, in, in the pass block, pass protection, I think that's something that's going to be a real key. Uh, you know, can, can Chris Owen handle uh, what he's getting ready to face, uh, which I think he can, but, uh, you know, we'll see. So pass protection, number one, for Mac Jones. Number two would be, uh, I, I do think that Alabama's going to have to slow down Trey Sermon some. Uh, I don't know that you can hold him under 100 yards or whatever, but they can't let him run wild. You remember six years ago when Ezekiel Elliott ran roughshod he had an 85-yard touchdown run. I think he ran 30-plus against Alabama. But but you look at Trey Sermon right now. Okay, so in the last three games, well, he's got 868 yards, I believe. In the last three games, he's, he's compiled over 600 yards rushing. So most of that's come in the last three games. Mitch is averaging over 200 yards a game rushing in the last three games. I just think you've got to contain him some. And I do think this, even though I think Justin Fields, uh, you know, had a lot of success thrown from the pocket the other day against Clemson, uh, I do think that you have to kind of try to keep him there. And if he starts scrambling out, making a bunch of plays, running, he can kill you. I mean, it's just, you know. But uh, So I think that, that's another key. So those, those would be three keys. But, you know, Mitch, it's always about, to, you know, what team protects the ball doesn't make the, the, the big crucial mistakes and all of those types of things. So so I think there's really a, a lot of uh, things that you could probably point to. 
He is Rodney Orr, an Alabama football media legend. Tell them where they can find all of your awesome work there at Tider Insider and also on Twitter. Y'all our premium information. Also on the front page, Tiger and Sutter TV, our statewide TV show here. Uh, we, we post that uh, on on the uh, front page after uh, every year, plus Lisa. But uh, yeah, that's there. Your your listeners can watch that for free. But also uh, our all sports forum. It's an unbelievable flow of information, exchange, opinion. Uh, you know, links to the varieties of articles and all the latest in college football, but also primarily, of course, Alabama football, Alabama basketball, those types of things. But again, it's all only $48 a year. And Mitch, we've been doing this now for 25 years. We're in our 25th year with TiderInsider.com, so uh, we've been around quite a while. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much, and roll tide on Monday night. You have been listening to The Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host and your founder, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at MitchDavis underscore eight. Follow and like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show. You can also check out the website at TheMitchDavisShow.com. Very special thank you for Rodney Orr from TiderInsider.com for coming on the show today to talk all things Alabama football and to give us one of the best college football national championship previews out there. I'll tell you what, if you didn't enjoy this interview, you don't have a pulse and you're not ready for the best national championship game we've seen in a very long time. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Be sure you follow me on Twitter at Mitch Davis underscore eight, especially on Saturday and Monday night is the college basketball scene on Saturday. And then on Monday night with the national championship game between Alabama and the Ohio State University Buckeyes. Countdown the kickoff will be coming your way. Saturday or Monday afternoon at 5.30 for your drive home. We'll talk about all things college football, recap the season, preview the national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy some good college basketball this weekend as a prelude for the college football playoff national championship game between the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Alabama Crimson Tide a game that will be played in Miami, Florida. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Be sure you follow me on Twitter at Mitch Davis underscore eight.